Hello, everybody. I know you're all shocked right now that I'm back after, I don't know why my life is. Let me take a six month to a year hiatus between probably every podcast episode, but you know, that's, that's where we're at right now. So I'm going to apologize again. Um, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but listen, y'all, I'm the only one who does life meaning I do not have a husband or a boyfriend or a roommate or whatever. And everybody I know and love lives still in California. And so again, I am the only one doing this thing called life for myself. And I don't just have myself to look after. I have my little nugget, Alita Marie. Uh, But anyways, that's why the big um, gap between episodes, I'm going to do my best, but this is probably going to be a little bit of a constant until I get a little bit more things off of my plate. So anyways, today's podcast episode um, is actually going to be different. I know in my last one, I said I want to talk about have a series and talk about um, spiritual gifts. And I still want to do that. I find it really, really important. But there's still a bunch of research that I want to do before I just come on here and just talk about whatever. So we're going to put that series on pause for a little bit. So today's episode is going to be about relationships slash marriage. And so I want to give a little bit of background as to why I want to talk about this. I also should mention this is real life. I'm doing this in my house, in my kitchen right now at my island. And so I'm pretty sure my dog is chewing on her bone in the background. If you hear that, you're welcome. (laughs) Okay, so back to the topic. So I am a marriage and family therapist in the state of Colorado. I'm technically what's considered a marriage and family therapist candidate. That's a long story. I can explain the C part of that later if y'all want to understand that better. But all you need to know is that the reason why I find it important for me to talk about relationships and marriage is because that's what I specialize in. So um, I specialize in working with couples. I specialize in working with families, individuals typically women, but I do work with men sometimes too. Um, And then I also specialize in trauma. And so as we start to enter into the fall, we clinicians get just like crazy busy. So the fall is one of our busiest times of the year. Uh, I always get asked, well, what the heck? Why? So what happens is that you have a summertime that comes around and everybody forgets, I put that in quotation marks, forgets about their drama or their relationship issues or the fact that their kids are not doing well or whatever, right? Whatever the mental distress is that they're experiencing or relationship distress or whatever, they quote unquote forget about it during the summertime because it's sunny outside and you get out of your house and you have all these vacations and there's trips and the kids go to camp and da 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 da, right? Well, so then school starts back. And yeah, it's still typically, depending on where you are in the world, but like me here in the state of Colorado, you know, our kids typically go back, depending on the school and the district and all that nonsense, anytime in the beginning of August, all the way to like September, right? And so it's still sunny outside for us. I mean, shoot, it's August 12th today, and it was like 92, which is just disgusting. But anyways, so it's still nice outside and whatnot. But the thing is, is that the start of school marks the start back to, let's say, reality, right? 
So there's no more, typically, there's not, there's not a lot of trips planned anymore. And what's now happening is parents, couple, individual is having to start to prep for the holidays. And so that marks, oh shoot, I have to go be around a bunch of people that either maybe I don't like, maybe I have problems with, maybe I don't know how to navigate or like whatever the relationship distress is, which then brings up all of the already previous traumas or pain or suffering that they've experienced for who knows how long, right? So that's a big reason why August is so nuts for us. The other reason is the weather. Um, if you live in California, like I used to live in California, I mean, like it's still busy, even though the weather doesn't change and Californians, I love y'all, but don't even try Southern Californians. Let me rephrase. Don't even try to come at me and tell me that your weather changes. Ha come to Colorado and then you can talk. (laughs) Okay. Don't even, uh, but anyway, so yeah, so I find that, um, during the fall, I get a lot more, I get a great increase, excuse me, in clients. One of those units of clients is couples. And there are topics with couples that I cover all the time, especially when it comes to being faith-based clinician, okay? And so that's some of the stuff I wanna talk about today. So let's look at, we're gonna start with dating first, moving into marriage, okay? I get clients to me all the time, whether it's male, whether it's female, and it may be clients or maybe it's friends and family, right? But they come to me all the time And they'll ask me or they'll start talking to me about their dating life. And some norms within the dating life is that they're they're, um, giving up on their boundaries a lot of the times. And boundaries is going to be a podcast episode that you are going to have for me real soon. Um, But they, they lessen their boundaries. They lessen their morals. All because they're like, well, but Johnny or Susie has, you know, like seven of the 25 things that I really want in my partner. So like, that's good enough, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Show me biblically where God says, hey, you know, those things called morals, or, you know, those things called boundaries, or, you know, the things called like the 10 commandments. Yeah, it's okay for you to just like lessen those and the intensity of those, the seriousness of those for you. If a person comes into your life, that means, you know, like five of the 25. Um, said never God or Christ, okay? Now, does that mean, oh crap, does that mean that I have to give up this relationship? That's up to you, you have to decide. Uh, because here's the thing at the end of the day, you may meet somebody And maybe they don't meet all criteria, but maybe they've never had a person come into their life that they've dated who wanted them to be the best version of themselves. And so maybe they've never had an opportunity to be challenged, to be, to be loved that way, to be cared for that way, to say, Hey, like I see how much beauty there is in you. And I see how much there is in you to become this incredible, even more incredible, let me rephrase, of a person that you already are, right? But one of the most important things is y'all cannot let go of your boundaries and your moral compasses and what your foundation is in your lives when it comes to your relationships, okay? It will do you no good. Case in point, I have clients come, couples, excuse me, come to me all the time when it comes to uh, coming to therapy, right? And you name it, and I've 
probably dealt with it when it comes to couples. I have dealt with infidelity with couples. I have dealt with addiction with couples. I have dealt with lying with couples. I have dealt with sexual uh, issues with couples. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Now, one of the really common things that comes up when I initially ask the couple, so tell me about why y'all came together. Why did you decide you wanted to date? What, how did you fall in love? All that kind of stuff. And a commonality that always happens is, is whether it's both partners or whether it's one, never fails that I'll have one of them or both again, say to me, well, um, I just fell in love with him. It was love at first sight or it was this or is that. Okay. I don't agree with love at first sight, y'all. You can disagree with me and that's okay. That's what our world is built on. And I think it's beautiful when people disagree and we can have, you know, great conversations about it. But I do not believe in love at first sight. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you don't know the person. You don't know the person. So really what you're falling in love with and it's not even love, what you're lusting after, because that's what's happening in those moments, is you're lusting after the physical and you're lusting after the things that you see that are really positive. Let's be honest, most of the time when we get in front of somebody that we are attracted to, we are going to be on our best freaking behavior. We are not going to falter or waver or try to show them you know, hey, so in the morning when I wake up, my breath, oh, it's horrible. Like we're not going there, right? We're going to show them the best parts of ourselves. So as such, you're not really in love and you don't really know the person. So love at first sight does not happen, okay? So what has to happen is that we need to slow our roll and we need to give time and space to the situation for the relationship to grow. One thing that people lack and struggle with so much, and I am not sitting here trying to preach as if I don't do this too. I am guilty just as much, but I think it's important that we all point it out, right? That we all struggle with being patient. I know the horrible P word, patient. We really struggle with it. And then when God puts us in a place of patience, whew, I don't know about y'all, but I'm sitting back going, Really? Why are you doing this to me? It causes me to get angry. It causes me to get frustrated. It causes me to do all kinds of silly stuff because God said, hey, I just need you to wait on me. I, it, we, uh, I don't know about you guys, but um, if the most beautiful thing in the world being our God who created me, who literally woke up and was like, not woke up, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like decided Amanda Rippey gets to be created today. She has intentionality and purpose that I want her to meet in this world. I, I should listen, right? Like I should be like, oh my gosh, God, you want me to be patient? You got it. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. I don't know about you guys, but that doesn't happen. And I can see it in my couples all the time. It doesn't happen either. What instead they do is that they want to force a situation and they want to make a situation what they want it to be rather than being patient and waiting on God to develop something. Okay. In my opinion, it's one of the big, huge reasons amongst many others why divorce in our country is so, so freaking high because we are not patient. We are lustful creatures and we like to absolutely pounce on lust. And then when that lust goes away and we see the person for who they actually are, then we're like, ew, well, I don't like that. And I don't, oh, I don't want to deal with that. And oh my gosh, can you believe what he said to me? Um, yeah, I can. Because you built your whole foundation on lust instead of number one, the word, 
Number two, faith in God. And then number three, all the things that come after that, which is boundaries and education and understanding and patience and time and all that other stuff, right? There are main foundational things that have to, and I'm not have to, okay? There's no negotiation on this. They have to be in a relationship for a relationship to be healthy. Numero one, God, okay? One, number one has to be God. I get questions all the time from my couples. Well, does that mean that God is more important than my my wife or my husband or whatever? Yes. Yes, that's the answer. I know that can be uncomfortable um, and we may not love that fact, but yes, that is the answer. God is number one, always. Why? Because God is always the one who is going to lead us through this thing called life. Now, in that leading us through, is it always going to be enjoyable? Are we always going to be stoked on it? Are we always going to love it? No, we're not. There's going to be a lot of times where we're going to be looking to God going, yo, what are you doing to me right now? Or what is going on? I'll be completely transparent with all of you. I'm in one of those times of life. I've been so patient on a lot of things. Well, let me rephrase. I have tried. (laughs) I have not always succeeded, but I have tried to be patient with God um, and where he wants me to go and the path that he has me on. And my prayers are always God, basically like what's going on? Why am I still waiting? Why is this happening? So on and so forth. And God keeps answering to me because I need you to wait. Now that is really hard, really, really hard, especially when we live in a world where the world tells us, what are you talking about? You're not going to control the situation. That's what you're supposed to do but that's not the case. So again, the number one pillar in our relationships have to be God. Okay. So the next thing in our, in our intimate relationships is things like empathy, grace, respect, trust, love. Now, a lot of people assume that they know what those are, and that's not even all of them. That's just some examples of some people assume that they know exactly what each one of those things mean. So like grace and empathy, for example, people think that they know what those are all the time. And and the reality of the situation is our world does not teach grace and empathy. I mean, look at the world that we live in right now. If somebody says one thing wrong, canceled, canceled. Why? Now I'm not saying that means that people should be able to go out and like severely harm other people. But that's why there's laws and rules in place for you want to pop off and you want to do something really stupid. Well, then you're going to get in trouble. But for me to just give out my opinion on something, right, I could be canceled for it. Where's the empathy? Where's the grace? Where's mercy for that matter? There's not, it doesn't exist anymore. We don't understand what those things are. So my encouragement for you is that if you're in a place where you're like, okay, I'm dating and I want to find my significant other and whatnot. You need to hit your Bible and you need to start learning about grace, mercy, empathy, love, trust, respect. Those ones to start off with. Because if you're, if you are built with those foundational items, it is going to be such an incredible relationship as long as your partner also has their life built on those two. It cannot be a situation where one person has you know, those pillars in their life. And then the other person is like, well, I'm just going to latch on to you. No, no, has to be both. Okay. So why is this so important? Because it's going to make your relationships last and it'll, it will stop a lot of disconnect. 
I'm not saying it's going to completely alleviate all disconnect, but it will, it will help a lot. Okay. It's also going to help you as you navigate y'all, it's going to help you to see people more clearly. Um, what happens when we, you know, meet a new person that we're attracted to, right? Is like I was saying, lust happens. Well, then what happens also is we have to look at what happens in our brain chemically. And we get all of these crazy endorphins that get released that make us feel good and really nice and, you know, whatever other positive emotion uh, feeling you want to talk about. That's what happens. Okay. And so when we first enter into a relationship, right, they call it the honeymoon phase. Well, us clinicians can also call it the romantic brain phase. So your brain is all about the romance. It's all about the lovey-dovey. It's all about the, oh, she's so cute when she goes to the bathroom and he's so cute when he leaves the cabinets open, right? Like you start off, everything's real cute. And then depending on the couple and the situation and their foundations, depends on how long it takes for that romantic brain to just flutter away into non-existence. And I cannot tell you how often I get a couple into my office, whether married or in a dating relationship, and they come to me because they're so disconnected. And one of the reasons why they're so disconnected is, again, they do not have their moral foundations together. They do not have, number one, their biblical foundations together. And then another one is because that romantic brain went away and they don't know how to be around their partner anymore without it. It is so important that we be really careful about that romantic brain. I'm not telling y'all you can't or shouldn't experience that. It's one of the fun, beautiful things about a relationship, right? Is that beginning phases. I mean, literally poets have talked about it. Songs are made about it, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not saying and demonizing any of us for experiencing that or having that. But what I am going to tell you is that you need to be really, really careful because it's not going to get you anywhere if all you do is look at from a romantic brain phase. Uh, do you have anybody in your life where they bounce from relationship to relationship? And I'm talking like, you know, they've got a girlfriend or it's a girl with a guy or whatever, right? Those people are the exact type of people to, to observe. If you have somebody like that in your life, observe them. And the reason why I tell you that is because if you are able to sit down and start observing them or just even like sit down in, in a day and just kind of think about their actions, you'll see that they probably 90% of the time operate from a romantic brain. And a romantic brain, again, is just somebody who's only able to see the roses and butterflies in the other person, right? Like, I, again, I think about my ex-husband. When we first got together, some of his little quirks you know, they were so cute. I just, oh, I could, he's so cute. And then we got married <laughs> and then we were married for several years. And it was like, that is not cute anymore. I'll give you an example. Uh, he had this horrible habit. I literally, to this day, do not understand any other people out there, men or women. If you do this, can you please help me understand like what happens in your brain when, they, when this goes down? So he had this horrible habit of he could open a cabinet or turn on a light, but to do the opposite direction, no, no, it didn't happen. So I would come home, cabinets would be open or drawers would be open or lights would be on in every flipping room. And it was like, homie, what? You having a party I don't know about? Where is everybody? And why are all these cabinets and drawers open? Help me understand, right? So it was cute in the beginning, right? It was like, oh my God 
gosh, how cute, whatever. <laughs> and then we were married for a few years and it was like, this is so freaking annoying. I'm so tired of coming home and closing cupboards and drawers and shutting off lights. Annoying, right? Okay, so what happened there? I operated from romantic brain and I didn't really check in with myself and go, okay, how do I really feel about this? Like right now, I think it's kind of funny. Why do I think it's funny? Oh, I think it's funny because I, I just, you know, I love him and I, I just want to give him all these passes, whatever it is, right? A huge part of this being in a relationship is also checking in with ourselves. It's a constant check-in of, okay, how am I experiencing this, truly experiencing this situation? How do I really feel in this situation about the actions that the person I care about is doing? And where am I in my body? And where am I in the space that I'm in? Okay, so checking in with our bodies. Um, there's tons and tons and tons of information out there about how to check in with your body. I recommend you do some research if you're not 100% sure. It's definitely something I could talk about in an episode, but I just feel like there's so much saturation with that topic already that it's kind of like, uh, why would I do an episode on it personally? But if y'all want me to, just let me know. Um, but yeah, learning how to check in with your body is a really big thing. I talked about how emotions, you know, are different than feelings. And it's important for us to understand the difference between our emotions and our feelings. It's really important for us to be able to understand our physiological responses to our emotional responses. And that's all important because it allows us to go, whoa, either A, like, oh, I'm not good right now. Or, wow, this is such a beautiful experience. Why is this so beautiful for me, right? It allows us to store information cognitively for ourselves so that in future events, we know what to do, either a different, better exit strategies, whatever it is, right? So a lot of this relationship stuff, y'all, is really checking in with ourselves and being very, very, very careful about that romantic brain. Um, I'm going to do the next episode on marriage and, uh, I'm actually going to go to scripture for that one. We're going to look at Ephesians, um, five. And so the next episode is going to be about marriage. So this is going to be kind of like a two part type of thing. So I'm going to go ahead and stop it here. As always, if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, desires, whatever, I'd love to hear about them. Um, if you have any scriptures that you'd like uh, on around, you know, dating and relationships, and you'd like to understand around this topic a little bit better, shoot them my way. Uh, per usual, you can find me on Instagram at what do you really think? Um, I'm gonna try to be better again, y'all at, at posting and whatnot. I cannot promise anything. I'm hoping that this December after I get done with this second master's that it will free up a bunch of space in my brain and in my spirit so that I have the energy to go off and do some other stuff. So yeah. Love y'all. Hope y'all are having a great day. I hope God blesses you all. Um, I hope that God comes into your hearts and into your spirits and he just helps with any pain that maybe you may be experiencing. Um, I ask God that he would fill your heart and that he would fill your home and that he would fill all things in your life, be number one and lead you down the path of his beauty. I ask this in his name and I pray amen. Again, I love y'all. Have a great rest of your day. Talk to you later.